the Mission Control Podcast, recorded at the Hen House Rehearsal Studios. Book your room today at thehenhouse.com.au. Guidance is internal. 12, 11, 10, 9. Ignition sequence starts. 6, 5. Welcome back for another episode. We've got Johnny Ma here. How you doing, Johnny? Hey, man. You're one of those people that don't let the soundbite go through all the way I through. I talk over it, talk yeah. Over it. To, to, be, to be dramatic, yeah. I can't use it as a ringtone then. <laughs> uh, how you been, man? Yeah, good, man. Good? good. Busy day? Uh, it's been uh, pseudo-productive, yep. Yeah? Yeah, it's fun. Done yeah. some things. Done some things. Done some things. Done some drinking. We've got some beers uh, here. Oh, we just started. Yeah. <laughs> I'm two beers deep, so this will get interesting. Yeah. Um, the first time I went, I've been to your studio was with Fate and Steve Hughes. Mm. We actually recorded a video um, in your studio for a song called Solace. Um, I don't think you were there at the time, though. Um, I think you were out somewhere. This is like three years ago, two years ago? About two, two years ago, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, it's one of the very rare times I'm not there, I guess. Yeah. I was going to say, does, did Johnny know about that, or did he just, like, break in? Or <laughs> <laughs> we, we snuck in, yeah, we snuck He's in. He's got high security guys. <laughs> I don't know how the fuck he got in. But it was cool, man. I played NBA Jam. Well, we, we weren't in the video. We just had a dancer in the middle, and, and Steve kind of filmed her from different angles, and it was like an interpretive dance, but I just played NBA Jam the whole fucking time, so. <laughs> Scores have been reset, so you have to come oh, back in. Oh, damn. Um, <laughs> oh. When did you get, get those, th- those, um, yeah, NBA, those arcade games in? NBA Jam. I yeah. had to get it. It's that Laws of Attraction thing where you like, oh, fuck, I love a four-player NBA Jam machine, and you look on Gumtree that day, and it's there, and it's for the right price, and you just call them up and say, yep, I'll come pick it up real soon. Oh, the universe, so, it was meant yeah, to be. It's a, yeah. Me and Gumtree have a unity. Yeah. yeah. We're really good buddies. Yeah. And you had all those like, lazy boys set up in the... Yeah. Side, like a little cinema thing. little cinema. That's changed now, but yeah. Yeah. It's, now we've got a bigger projection screen. Yeah, cool. And all that kind of stuff, so... How long have you had that studio there? I've had it for over three years now. Okay. So, yeah, it's... I thought it's pretty new then. It's very new. It's yeah. very new. And it's grown very rapidly in, in front of me without really expecting it. Okay. Yeah. Grown in what way? Like just... Uh, just like uh, the facilities and what we can provide for people, what we do in there. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, we, I had kind of like this... I didn't really have a vision that where... It, what it would be now and what it would be in the future it's just kind of organically formed with yeah. all the people that are in there and all the interest and the work that we're getting in so yeah mm-hmm. and we just want to provide what we can for people I guess yeah I mean, the, the first time I learned to ride a hoverboard was <laughs> my failed hoverboard business <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone about that <laughs> what inside were you riding it inside yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we had 
I think we would like start from the Badlands and went back to your place for yes. the after party. Yes. Oh. And the hoverboard came out. And I smashed a pineapple lolly jar into many pieces. <laughs> and I'm really good at hoverboarding, so I don't know how the fuck that happened. <laughs> were, were they were they the um, reliable ho- hoverboards? Because I think the ones... No, is it the ones from China that, that were held dodgy? Or, or? Yeah, it's my, um, my failed hoverboard uh, selling business that I... Had so Do you actually have any surplus. Yeah, well, I've actually got, uh, I've got, I got a hundred from China. Wow. Yeah, it was meant to be like my idea was to get these and uh, at the well, basically it was they were being sold for like two hundred fifty percent of its price, and I just thought I'll just double my money and fuck off, and that, you know that was my idea. Undercut everyone, double my money and fuck off, and yeah, it was a good idea for the first two weeks when they were selling out hotcakes, but the weeks after that was harrowing when they started coming back, and <laughs> I realised I had uh, pieces of shit. <laughs> yeah, but um, we're actually doing a um, choreographed hoverboard music video soon, so I've still got sixty left, and I'm gonna go. Uh, we're finding a location at the moment, and we're gonna do kind of like an OK Go choreograph a uh, whole board music video to um, say goodbye to my failed investment so yeah um, I'll help you out I'll yeah, buy one you, no you can have one for free that's the that's the thing come join the video and you can have a free hoverboard I'd stack it though is if it really it, hard to no, write well when I wrote it I think I was completely pissed I had a beer in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand I think you and someone else are holding me up I mean, the first time I had to jump off, but after a while, I was able. I was just like puttering around the studio, yeah, like knees shaking, just freaking out. But I managed to get around. Yeah. It's all about confidence. Yeah. It's all yeah. about confidence. But I'm, I'm actually surprised that not everyone has one because I can't be fuck walking. Yeah, <laughs> hoverboarding is the way to go. Well, I've always imagined in my head, like, because uh, you know how we have like riding lanes. If, if it becomes a thing, like you could have a hoverboard lane. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what's ha- going to happen next, especially when you can actually hover off the ground and kind like of a go real anywhere. Yeah, yeah, and then you know, holy, let's shit. wait for that. Uh, until then, it's a nice toy. How would you get it to hover above the ground? Ha- Electromagnetic. There is actually like a hoverboard type thing that's been yeah, invented. Like, yeah, it uses some thrusters type things, yeah. and this guy takes off and he flies out over the river and shit. I think that's that's where we're heading, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's like almost like a jetpack on your feet. Holy shit. Thing. Wait five years, WA. It'll come yeah. here soon. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're a bit behind. Yeah, always yeah. behind. Do, do they make off road hoverboards? Yeah, like with chunky wheels and springs. That's the and one stuff. I think you rode the the big the one with the fat wheels. So you yeah, get okay, the one yeah, with yeah. the um, rubber wheels, and you can hit a pebble and fall over. But these ones, I've, I've taken it off road, and um, yeah, mm. if as long as you're confident, you won't stack it. I guess. So how do you ride? You lean. You just lean, uh, and it kind of knows that you're leaning. The the whole point of it is actually just to be able to stand on it um, and balance without moving. And once you kind of understand that core balance you can do whatever you want and that's the first step I, I always get people to do is just um, make sure that you understand your core balance and then everything else is just confidence is basically your legs are connected to your brain and and, and all kind of works with you mm-hmm. you think forward and it goes forward Whoa! Yeah. So it, like, it tap- Come around, I'll give you a lesson, mate. Oh, fuck yeah, I'll, I'll totally be up for that. Yeah, <laughs> There's a really funny fucking video of you know Wiz Khalifa, the, the rapper. Mm-hmm. He rocks up to LAX with his entourage and they're all on the hoverboards. And, and they <laughs> hoverboard all the way to the, to the checkpoint. To the, to the oh, right. yeah, and like there's a, there's an entourage and security are actually allowing them to go through with it. But. I think um, yeah, well that's what inspired the whole hoverboard um, 
business in the first place was when I went to America, every single person had one. Like, mm. literally every single kid had one. And I said, well, if this is America and every single kid has one, like, you know, it's mm. going to happen in Australia. But yeah. we're such pussies. We're scared of our houses being burned down and fucking, like, you know, propaganda and news yeah. and media and shit. There's everyone's like, oh, you know, like, they'll call me up and they go, hey, uh, are you selling hot boys? Like, yes. Are they illegal? It's like, well, <laughs> if they're fucking illegal, why the fuck are you calling me to buy a fucking hotboard? Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like some backstreet vendor with a yeah, fucking yeah. gum tree address. Black market hotboards. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> is, that, is it going to burn down my house? It's like, well, of course it is, mate. Like, you know, yeah. come buy hotboards from me. Yeah. Guaranteed to burn down your house. Well, they were burning down houses because they were leaving them charged over the charge well, limit. Well, actually, right? the batteries are actually... Um, so the batteries are rated at like 41 volts or something like that and the charges are actually 45 volts mm. which is like more than what it's meant to be because you're charging the battery yeah. but that was a little um, yeah. inconsistency that's what burned the houses but I mean out of the what however million hoverboards they have created you know only like 10 houses burned down so that's a good ratio really <laughs> yeah. you know, it's yeah. a sensation like yeah. every single house got burned down or anything like that no one's actually died though right no no, no. I don't think no. so because like, I was going to say because hoverboards essentially stemmed from the Segways. Yes, that's right. That came out. And didn't the owner or the, the creator of Segways die on a Segway? Oh, did he? Fuck off. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> he died in a seg- Segway accident. I'm not going to invent anything soon. So he's, he hit a car or something? I, I don't know how it happened, but yeah, he was on a Segway. He might have okay. had a heart attack. No. No, but yeah, some sort of Segway accident. Pushed it too much. Mm. So the Segways have handles, right? Yeah. And yes. the hoverboard doesn't. Don't. Yeah. Okay. It's the same thing. Yeah. Essentially, it's the same thing. Mm. Yeah. I would imagine um, hoverboard extreme sports. They start using them on half pipes and stuff like that. Oh, fuck yeah. Imagine that. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Tobias, how was your hoverboard experience breaking ankles and shit? <laughs> <laughs> so how fast do they go? What's the top speed? You go 12 kilometers per 12 hour, which is what... My mate tried to find out. I can you can go a bit faster. It's just uh, it's just having that control. And, and once you get that speed wobbles, the same as when you get uh, on the skateboard and start getting the speed wobbles, you just back off a bit because mm-hmm. yeah, lean back uh, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the board takes control. You, yeah, you don't One have of that those balance. A little circuits. You know those um those scissor lifts you get like the industrial scissor lifts uh-huh. for construction. There's actually a trick you can do like underneath the hood and like turn a switch or bit of the wiring and actually make the top speed a bit more. Oh, really? Yeah, so I wonder if you could do it. Overclock it. Yeah, yeah, overclock it pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen my mate fall straight on his ass going as fast as he can um, while we're trying to go to Easy Plus to get whatever we were getting. And um, Yeah, I wouldn't recommend trying to go too fast. (laughs) It's just so vulnerable. Yeah. What's running speed? Is that like running? Eight, well, I think you can run as fast as a fast hoverboard, I guess. Yeah, it's still pretty. Like, it's still pretty. At least you got mm. your legs on the ground. Yeah, but yeah, I love hover- how we're talking about hoverboards. Yeah, I really want one now. Oh, come on, come over. You can grab one. Yeah, it's yeah, yours. yeah. Complimentary. Because I'm, I'm pretty lazy as well. But like, <laughs> if you could like just hoverboard to the bus station. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. the whole point, I think. Like, if you, but they're actually heavy. They're like twelve kilos. So it's not something that you can just like carry like a skateboard mm. around. But yeah. if you're masculine like me, I guess it's okay. <laughs> 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 well, that's awesome. Um, so you've got an event coming up. Uh, the last event that we both went to, me and Johnny, um, was 
the Have You launch. Was it the launch? Yeah, uh, it was the first screening. Yeah, first screening. The first, yeah, um, yeah. Hopefully, uh, Jesse will come back for another year next year. Mm-hmm. Same time next year. Yeah, we've actually had Jesse on, and that was cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that was really cool. But I think he was trying to do the same thing that you were trying to do with the uh, Vision for Beats. I think uh, kind of that like mid-level. Um, well, what what I really want to do is just highlight the fact that uh, what we do for music videos and stuff is actually is an art form within itself, and it should be recognised uh, uh, by funding bodies and all that kind of stuff as as a as a tool for a filmmaker to build his career, and also you know it helps build musicians' careers and all that kind of stuff. Yet we don't see any funding recognitions we have like um very experienced dops that go shoot this stuff and it doesn't really get attached to them it's always the you know short films and feature mm-hmm. films and tvcs and all that, that mm-hmm. get. um and also it's just a it's just a platform to inspire other people um well mainly other music video directors because there's a whole pool that i've kind of accessed like that known access is having that space to be able to just sit around and talk about them and go how the fuck did they do that like how, yeah. how did they do that shot or what inspired that idea and hopefully when we all get out of the studio after the event is that it will inspire us to push ourselves a bit more when we do music videos because it, it is a platform that allows us to kind of do whatever the fuck we want as long as the budget and the musician allows us to or the mm. label yeah allows us to so I mean I'm, I'm not hoping to get too much out of it except for those things really yeah um, that's know. really cool that you're, yeah. you're utilising your space for those Q&A's as well it's yeah just a, whoa uh, it just moved <laughs> that's okay. cool I'll there's, just there's talk lower in the room yeah yeah. <laughs> no, that's good but um, who, who have you got on because like there's not an actual list of who's actually oh, on let me look at the list sure there's a list well um, I mean it started off with some of the filmmakers that are constantly making um, creating content inside my studio because my studio is it, 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 what uh, we mainly shoot music videos in there because it is a nice big space. We can almost do whatever we want. The limitations, I mean, the amount of the, you know, I've had ten kilos of flour in there. I've had glitter everywhere. I had you have a car you know, in there. What, what we've had cars in there. We've yeah. had um, <laughs> four, oh, four, whoa, uh, four. You know, feathers everywhere, and it was a Hollywood wrap as well. So I had like, you know, four uh, pillowcases of feathers, which doesn't sound much, but it was actually just filled the whole studio, and it was everywhere. And you know, my dog Goofy had a good time overnight, just running around in it. But yeah, yeah it took it took fifteen people to clean up, and it was still two hours of cleaning up, and still yeah. finding feathers today. Yeah. But um, you know, we've we've almost um, shot over 40 music videos in the past three years um, there and um, a lot of the filmmakers that I've uh, got on board are people that always in there making music videos and we're we're getting paid next to nothing yeah to do these things but it's a passion it's a passion yeah so it's yeah. i keep it as a, a craft and a hobby for myself otherwise if i try and squeeze and make money out of it i'll just i'll just be thinking where the fuck my career is going you know <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah. Uh, so we've got like um we got uh, filmmakers like Matsu and Paul Comdina. Oh, Daniel's and, going. Yeah, oh, Matsu's wow. definitely in. He, Matsu, I mean, he loves the studio. He's basically he might as well live there sometimes. Yeah. He's done like two of the fake videos. Yes, he's that's amazing. right. Yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah, and he's he comes in from a uh, a cinematographer or photographer's point of view. So he's really um, you know smart visually and uh, creatively as well. But then also he, he's a director as well, which is very interesting for you know because a lot of times when you're in these kind of film crews, you're either a director or you're a cinematographer or you know, not many people can come in and go, hey, I wear 
a visual hat and also I can direct people and, yeah, and get what I want at the same time, mm. you know. Yeah, um, yeah. you got Aaron McCann, who's, like, you know, I've been with for a long time. I mean, he's a director and he's always pushing ideas, like you know, pushing the limit on his ideas and creative um, creativeness. Yeah. Paul Comdino is the filmmaker that I've, like, you know, I came out of TAFE and he's already kind of established himself. He's done uh, Sugar Army music videos and he's oh, done yeah, a yeah. whole plethora. He's a, he loves... Um, delving into concepts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Did he do that video with the hands? Was that him for Sugar Army? Sugar Army, that's tongues and cheeks. So that was Dominic and Dominic Pierce, who is another Dominic one. Dominic Pierce, who's, uh, who's just done Top Knot. Um, he's another filmmaker that we got in. He's he's been doing music videos for life. Is he Ninja Ninja? Yes. Yes. Okay. Dominic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So he's another one um, we're getting in. Um, ACS, the Australian, Australian Cinematographer Society, has um, is a part of us as well. So we've got some cinematographers and talking about from their point of view, mm-hmm. their shooting point of view. So we've got like Dave LeMay and we've got like Lewis Potts and also Mick McDermott, who's shot a lot of Ben Young's music videos um, in his career. So he, you know, he hasn't. He, Mick hasn't done one in a while. I think he did one. He told me he did one the other day, but it's not viable for him. It's not, mm. you know. He loves doing it, but for a person that has to make money to survive, it's not really viable for him to. It's you know, if you get two thousand, say you get two thousand dollars for a music video, you know, I mean, if you get four people paid at five hundred dollars, that's already that's already gone. That's before hiring a camera, getting props, um, yeah, getting true. locations, all that kind of shit. You know, you mm. you know, if you, if five hundred bucks is fair pay for, <laughs> for something is, like that, yeah. but it's gone. Like so, and and a lot of times, like we've done. Um, well, the past six music videos that I've done, I've, I haven't seen a cent, and I've actually put more money back into it. I'm lucky that I have a business that can kind of pay me, yeah. Uh, other than doing film, and, mm-hmm. and without that, I wouldn't be able to do the past music six music videos. Spend a lot of time editing, making it happen, producing it because I, I do everything basically except for shooting and lighting it. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, yeah. That's cool. So but, that's on the 14th of July. Mm-hmm. Um, so people can register now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a Facebook uh, event for it, and it's called Vision for Beats. Um, it's a part of the Revelation Film Festival, so if you go on their website as well, you can find it through there. That's really cool. We better head to that. That'll be cool. Check it out, yeah. Come. Hell yeah. I'll have whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> we'll ride hoverboards mm-hmm. all day. <laughs> no, that's really cool. Because um, you, you run like a, a screen printing thing out of there? Uh, it's built. It's a printing company. Yeah. So we can print whatever. But the crux of the company is actually bill postering. So we're the early company in Perth at the moment that provides a bill posting service around Perth. Yeah. Um, yeah. We've been doing it for a few years now. I, I got the job um, maybe... 10 years ago I was really drunk and uh, I saw my boss at the time he was sticking up a melancholy uh, poster and I was like can I have a poster and he's like yeah you know Mm. and then it's like I have a job and I got the job that day somehow (laughs) Uh, despite I was really drunk but you know um, yeah it's it's something that he he's taken on from someone else and now I've now taken it on over him yeah Um, just making sure that we um we get well a, a huge focus is local bands and and um events because we you know um we used to have you know express magazine and drum magazine um you know these days we have social media online but you know a lot of these bands like they try and promote it disappears you know like you go and ask everyone to come and see you play but 
you know, it's a it's a Facebook event. You ignore it, mm-hmm. whatnot. You tell them about it. You you know, you it's hard to get people, and we mm-hmm. we we are proud to kind of um, give one of the cheapest forms of advertising you can. And it's you know it's in the it's on the streets. Thousands of people walk past it a day. Yeah. We have high traffic areas where people go past uh, all the time and mm-hmm. drive past and just see. You know, if yeah. you, even if you have your name um, on the streets, like yeah. people recognise it, it's see nice it, big link it, well. and, and yeah. they'll link it back to all the other things that you, you mm-hmm. do advertise through. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's still definitely a place for for posters. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, it's like I get more attracted when I see a gig poster like on the streets put up somewhere mm-hmm. because. A, you're seeing that artwork being put in public, but at the same time, you know that the the bands and people organising it are putting in a bit more effort and money to you know really promote, promote what they're doing yeah. rather than you know just make a quick Photoshop picture and put up on Instagram or something. And, and or these Facebook, days, yeah. it's so it's so competitive because everyone wants to get their event out there, and you know, like you you got your normal paths of like A3s and cafes, but I mean, remember last time you've been to Grease and Co and actually recognised that you know one of your favourite bands are playing, you don't mm. because there's so many fucking posters like on one yeah, wall. Yeah. But we provide a quite a unique thing where we we use find disused areas around Perth and and advertise bands, nice and big letters, so you know whether if you're walking or driving and whatnot you see that name and if, it, if, it, if it's something that you want to be uh, want to be at you, it all links together yeah and, and yeah. that's the whole point of it yeah it does work yeah definitely and, and you're right about like recognising bands names and stuff like that and linking it back um, what's that you need I need to open my beer oh. <laughs> use your teeth use your teeth use your like teeth. a bear um, yeah but um yeah, we're really responsible with what we do as well. I mean, it's not about plastering it on your house or anything like yeah. that. We 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 do find the disused areas, and and we we hope to say that our our service actually makes the city prettier in a yeah. way because because you, know. you do a lot of festivals as well, right? Yeah, we work with uh, everyone. So sunset um, and all that. Yes, yeah. yeah. So we go from the you know, but. We pride ourselves to try and help all the small guys because that's that's where it's at. Because the big guys have all the money to yeah to yeah. advertise, and they will get out there. You know, if it's Southbound or you know a big festival, everyone will already know about it. It's just all it's just rehashing what everyone knows. Yeah, but, you it's know, just a smaller band. Yeah, and what, yeah, what people. Know. That, that's what I was going to ask about the um the music videos and stuff. Like, because you might do you find it hard with a lot of local bands that aren't making as much money to be able to afford decent music videos as of opposed not. to of course not and it's really like it's it's really a band's gamble on how they want to where they put their money into um, to to get themselves along so I mean they can put a, and uh, they can put a lot of money into the recording and mastering and you know the CD the artwork and all that kind of stuff you have a finished product but you've got nothing to really back it up with but then if you kind of split that money and then you go for you know let's get a good music video let's get let's go put some advertising up and all that kind of stuff you know it's yeah. for a small band either either it's still kind of doing the same thing yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean we've, I've been working with a lot of bands with small you know small to medium budget music videos and you know even if they have that product it's where we go next like where where do we go now you know yeah um, yeah. I suppose with like all the um the technology and you know modern stuff to use even smaller budgets can end up looking just as good as a bigger budget oh it, it definitely can yeah. well i mean that's that's my aim as well that if you come in we're, we're going to make it look as good as possible for your budget but 
you know, even like every single music video I make, I sponsor it as well and I push it out there as much as I can from my point and it's up to you as well to try and push it out but it still doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where it goes is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't know. I don't know that formula yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but especially now in the age of like YouTube and Vimeo and stuff like that, it's, it is quite easy... Like, I've seen video clips just recorded on phones that look great. Oh, yeah, so of it, course. It do. If and the idea is good, you know. And that's the whole whole point of, like, also, like, you know, coming up with a good idea or coming up with a good concept or knowing what you... Like, I mean, like, you can shoot it on a phone, but you've, if you know how to shoot it and make it look good, then, of course, like, you can shoot it on a phone. You don't need an expensive camera to create that look. You yeah. just, you're pushing what you have to its limits. Yeah, and sometimes you see like really high budget videos that are really corny yeah, as well. Well, well like, yeah. as I was saying, you know, it's, um, if this, the music video can be really cool, but if the song and recording's shit, yeah. then it doesn't work. You really have to have the it, two hand in hand. Yeah, it, everything kind of has to work, but also it doesn't have to work. You know, you can have a shit song and a good music video, but and people watch it for the video and catch on to the song yeah yeah vice versa that's true yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there's no right or wrong formula I guess so when, when did your whole film thing start like when did you first get into it like, uh, did you start at TAFE yeah so it was 2005 really I didn't even know I was creative um I, I grew up working at a Chinese restaurant every day since I was seven till I was 14 and mm-hmm. I ran away from home because I fucking hated it yeah sorry dad I hate it <laughs> um you know, and, and, you know, I was just trying to figure out life, like, yeah. you know, just basically paying the bills and working at a warehouse. And I've worked in so many warehouses in my life and it wasn't until 25 I said I need to do something different. And it wasn't until I discovered film, I discovered I was somewhat creative because I never drew, never did art, never mm-hmm. really cared for film or any sort of art form. Yeah. And it wasn't until then um, I started film my... Realised I was creative and also realised I was a bit of a leader because I've always been kind of in the background and, you know, just didn't say shit. And, mm. you know, yeah, you know, until just then I was like, sort of yeah, yeah. But and, yeah. until then it was just like, oh, wait a minute, this is actually something I can express myself and do something with. And it wasn't until, yeah, and that, that's what started my film career. Yeah. And How old are you now? Uh, 34. 34, okay, cool. Yeah, oh. so, I mean, and... and you know, we've always been taught at school like you can only be one person. You, know, you can only be a director. You can only be a producer. You can, you know, you can be one of the people. But I'm the person that I've, you know, I can do anything if you want. Yeah. You know, like, I, and and I and I've always done that. It was so as soon as I graduated, I, you know, did the art department, did the lighting jobs, did the grip jobs, all those kind of things because everything I did made me the person I am today and with my yeah. knowledge. So when people come into my studio, I've done a lot of things I kind of understand all the departments mm. I can help well yeah you, you know the ins and outs of it yeah. you've seen it from all the angles I'm not blocked into I want to be a director I mean I'm, I have no interest in no interest in being a famous director or a director itself I'm a filmmaker I can yep. do anything from creating your budget to you know editing a film and all that kind of stuff I'm a yep. filmmaker I'm not a yeah I, I definitely identify with that because while I, I don't necessarily have the skill set to do certain things, I find that I'm pretty good at getting people together that might be able to do something cool. Yeah, well that's that's yeah. fine. I mean, as long as you understand what yeah. needs to be done to kind of get to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I'm really... um, I've always been quite uh, 
like a micromanager kind of person. Like, uh, like I would love everyone to come and work, but if I tell you to do something and you don't come back like soon with like what I required to do, then I might as well have done that. Like in the, in that mm. breath that I asked you to <laughs> yeah. go do something for me, I would have already done it myself, you know. So yeah. that, that's the kind of person I've always grown up to be. Yeah. Do you find it easier to work with less people? Uh, always, always, yeah, I, I have because I, I, it's always about working with the right person. Yeah. Um, and and it's taken me so many years, uh, even running my company now, is finding the right people for the job and, and that will take the responsibility and also use the initiative to run with, with their responsibility. Yeah. And without that, if you just have just people that actually don't really care, they're there to work, you know, they work to live instead of live to work, like. It's yeah, kind of, right. Um, mm. And then you kind of, it's different priorities to me. I, yeah. You know. What's your background, if you don't mind me asking? Me? Yeah. I'm from Hong Kong. Hong Kong. I was right. born here, so I've pretty much, yeah, I was born here. I didn't even go overseas till I was 27. So I was like, a, I was brought up really Asian. Yeah. And um, it was, it, I yeah, I really loved the Western life. I really wanted to, um, you know, like, because, like, straight after school, I will go straight to the restaurant and I'll be working. I worked every single day. But, yeah. you know, I looked at everyone else and they went to Garden City after school and watched movies and went to parties and all that kind of stuff. And, I, and they ate pizza, not rice. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> fucking hate rice. rice is fu- oh, you hate rice? I, I love it now. You love just, it now? Oh, I think because you were, like, because before, sick of it, yeah. right? You were just fucking sick yeah, of it, Yeah, I was right? sick of it because it, that's all, you know. Hmm. We used to have, like, Sunday was our, like, takeaway day. Yeah. So I always look forward to that because of something different. You know, you just got a burger. <laughs> I got a burger for lunch, you know, it's great. It's better than rice and fucking pork or whatever it was. Yeah, I know, yeah. I mean that that's that was primarily my diet growing up as well. So I definitely it's weird now that um, even my parents, even when we didn't move here, they were still quite westernized. Where are you like, from? I'm from Borneo. Oh, Borneo, okay. Yeah, yep. so, uh, but they, like, my dad really liked Western culture, and he would, yeah, like like Western music and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, And um, so when we came over here, uh, it changed, like, almost seamlessly. We were having, like, Sunday roasts, you know, like white people and shit. You see, yeah. <laughs> like, it was awesome. I fucking love it. Well, Lasagna. My, like, my mum was cooking oh. Italian food, and it was yeah. awesome. But, but... Something weird changed around like my mid twenties. I started to appreciate like oh, my at, y- your my culture, own yeah, stuff, yeah, like yeah. more. Uh, and so I, I, yeah, now I could eat Chinese every day. Yeah, yeah. Well, more so now for me because I've gone through and I've done the Asian thing and I've done. I've ate all the pizzas and burgers and all that kind of stuff. And now I've kind of gone back and go, oh, fuck, like you know, like you these, these, these are the roots. And, and yeah, I mean, yeah. that's just, that's the same with even like me living, like you know, like me growing up in Asian culture experienced the western culture and now kind of going hey wait a minute dad was right you know dad you know he taught me so many things from his culture yeah, that yeah. I apply to how I live in my uh, how I run my business and yeah, yeah. everything and so you kind of always it's, kind of it's weird that you have to get older to realise that though it's like just that wi- I wouldn't call it wisdom but it well, just opens your eyes that, that yeah fuck like I, I, I see my 
I see my dad and me a lot now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Then I'm 30. It's but, like all yeah. those times that your dad said, it's like, oh, well, you understand. When you grow up, you understand. It's like, and you're fuck, like, fuck off, dad. You, you're dad. full of shit, dad. You don't understand. What do you mean late night marathons are bad for you? It's yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> but now it's like, oh, yeah, well, I guess so. If you yeah, yeah. drink a lot of passion pot and pass out. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Marathons, not really good for you. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, the, the, one of the things my dad always says is one day when you have kids, Kids, you'll have oh, you'll, yeah. you'll do the same thing. Oh, I, 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 would, I would always roll my eyes at that, but I think he had a point. Yeah, like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. it makes some sort of sense. <laughs> Could you actually cook um, the the dishes, or did you just like my dad? Uh, you, you like me when uh, you were working? Were you more? No, no, no. no he, my dad never trusted me. Yeah, yeah. But I always prepped the food and. Yeah. Same with my mum. She always goes, oh, Sunday, you know, you can help me out in the kitchen. And I'm like, great, let's do it. And then Sunday would roll around and she'll have everything prepared. So and, I like, and then I go to, like, you know, cut one thing. And she's like, no, 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 I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And I'm like, See, I wouldn't dare. Like, I've cooked for my dad before, but I really don't dare because my dad will always find something wrong with it. And no matter how much effort you put into yeah. something, my dad's he will never like be satisfied. Now. So yeah. it's like, even, like, these days, like, you, you, uh, you know, he comes to my warehouse. Like, he comes, he comes like, once a year. And it's like, Dad, like... <laughs> The world is just like, yeah, well, whatever. And so, well, <laughs> right, I guess I'm doing okay, Dad. Like, <laughs> yeah. I th- yeah, it's weird because you've, it, it's always better. If they say something negative, then it's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they don't say anything, it means they, don't, they like it. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking weird. Yeah, well, my What's dad's it? never been like, oh, congratulations, like, you know, to your face. He'll never say that. Yeah, yeah. He would, yeah. yeah, he'll always be kind of like, yeah, okay. Is he whatever. one of those people that, like, would, would eat a dish and go, oh, Something's wrong. About there's it. always there's something always something wrong. wrong. There's Too always salty. something wrong, mate. Too like, salty. Um, <laughs> I mean, like my like we go out to eat like every every birthday we'll go out to a new restaurant and there's always something fucking wrong. Like you know, like there's always something wrong. Yeah. So we took him to Laputa, which is that all you can eat Asian place. It's like uh, you know the food was okay, but you know these floorboards are so loud. Like we can hear people walking. It's yeah. like fuck, dude. Like these. How could you pick this shit up? Yeah. Enjoy it, Dad. My dad likes to look at the chef. Like if it's an open kitchen, he likes to look at the chef <laughs> and just like make up illusions in his head like check it out he's not wearing any gloves <laughs> I bet you he chucked a piss and just started chopping that chicken and he didn't wash his hands and I'm like come on how do you know that yeah, like, yeah. But so, he's probably right always so always so critical hey? of yeah. something there's always something so that's what's wrong with me today yeah. <laughs> but what's your like your your parents are from South Africa yeah, both of them yeah so oh. yeah so my parents are from South Africa um, and we were born and raised in Australia in Perth, but I think we were raised with a more Americanized culture. Mm-hmm. We grew up with American football, um, aircraft carriers, U.S. military, and all sort of stuff just okay. around the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. Well, yeah, like I suppose there's not real much difference between a U.S. culture and Australian culture. It's all no real Western. Well, yeah, culture, it's Westernized. Yeah. But what about, what about the food in South Africa? Like. What do they hit up? Like oh, well, they do a lot of those oh, yeah, sausage like, things. Yeah, bry, um, bry, uh, boerwurst, drywurst, yeah, biltong, biltong. All that sort of stuff. Yeah, um, and yeah, our our house is usually stocked full of that shit, which is amazing. Yeah, is it I the, love, is I it love South queue? Africa. Actually, I was there in 2010. Did a documentary there. Oh, yeah, fuck. yeah. I've, I've never been there. You've never been there. No, I've got entire family and stuff over there. I've never been there. Yeah. Go. I did the 100 meter uh, bungee jump there. That was fucked. Yeah. Uh, Holy <laughs> shit. That was fucked. <laughs> 
Did you shit your pants? Uh, if I didn't jump the first go, I would have never done it. You would have like, pulled out. Yeah, yeah I would have pulled out because mm. it's just one of those things. It's like, uh, yeah, if I. Yeah, I, see, do I, I just need right someone now. to push me over. Like, yeah, <laughs> that won't push you as well. <laughs> yeah. I'd probably just trip up anyway. Fall over. <laughs> Have you seen those videos like where just as a person jumps, like the instructor just like fucks with him and goes, "Oh no, no, wait, wait, wait!" <laughs> <laughs> see, that would fucking. Make me have a heart attack for sure. I'm loving these um, bungee jumping uh, videos I'm seeing these days when they're actually like telling someone they're going to bungee jump but they just fall into like a little kiddies pool or something like that. <laughs> 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 Fuck that. Oh, man. Wasn't there something um, in like Malaysia somewhere where they used to bungee jump but the rope was longer than the drop? Yes. And they had yes. to like intentionally like. They would jump off of palm trees with just rope. Yeah. And they would intentionally like hit the ground. Yeah. Ooh. See that? Yeah. <laughs> But oh. some somehow it was some sort of they get up and they're initiation fine. type sort of cultural type. Yeah, thing it was kind of like a yeah. I don't know if it was an yeah like a maybe a, a kind of a pastime that they would do. Yeah, or, I just remember watching yeah. going what what no like, thanks. <laughs> so the, there was no elasticity. It was just a rope. <laughs> so they were just like smack into the ground. Yeah, yeah. that's not bungee, mate. That's not really bungee. That's suicide. But so South Africa have the cured stuff because that was the climate. Like it was easier to cure stuff in that weather. I, I, I really could t- I yeah. don't really know much about South Africa. Yeah. Apart from my entire family. Have you been back? <laughs> Have you been back? I've Have never you been there. Back? You've never been there? Never been there. Joburg's like crazy because it's just like everyone is poor and... Mm. Well, it's, it's, it's even like um, Joburg and stuff like, apparently it's not safe at all. Unless you stay in certain areas and with like a tour guide or something, you can wander down a back street and yeah, it's not disappear. safe at all. Yeah. 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 yeah, we because we ended up going... Out of Joburg, and as as we left uh, uh, further from Joburg, the more beautiful it was, the more beautiful the people were, the more friendly they were. But in actual Joburg, everyone's kind of cutthroat, and everyone's there to make money or to. Everyone has their own agenda because everyone needs to survive. Mm, yeah, but yeah, we go from like the villages where you know they, the kids will love getting receiving lollies to when you get close to the city everyone expects lollies kind of thing like yeah, it's okay. kind of like, yeah mm. wow totally yeah. different would you go there? oh I'd love to go there yeah, yeah. so I think like our f- well part of my family have like had like old farm farm blocks and stuff I think there might be a pub somewhere in our family in okay. South Africa yeah. yeah you should go yeah. it's a ama- if you get out of there it's amazing actually yeah. yeah think of it as like a, a pilgrimage like back to your hometown back to your roots back to your roots documentary yeah. in the making <laughs> <laughs> do a podcast for a bit yeah. uh, are you working on anything at the moment like or is it all under wraps or uh, how many music videos have you done all up like you've done I, like a fair few right? I've done heaps I've done heaps of sh- Heaps. I yeah. mean, I've known you since 2009. Yeah, when you both then. had dreadlocks. Yeah. When yeah. we both had dreadlocks. <laughs> yeah. I still look at the Lord uh, Lord Street Hotel. Oh, where we shot that yes. one where you wore the uh, gas mask and you were a yeah. little gimp was boy. Was that from Trash? No, that was um, the Deadlock. 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 Yeah. Oh, Hunt yeah. Monkey. Oh, mm. I know that song. Yeah, because yeah, that place was... All dilapidated and like yeah. building, like it had burnt down earlier or something like that. Yeah, it burnt down years ago. I don't know how the hell I got that location. I remember that day actually. We were setting up for the wide shot where the band was playing, and there was just this piece of wood that was just hanging down. It was about three meters. It was just hanging down. And it was in front of our set, and basically, um, 
was like, yeah, go get that down. And the guys just pulled this piece of wood and basically everything else just kind of collapsed with it. Holy shit. And I was like, that's it, guys. We have to have a safety meeting. This is fucked. <laughs> because also that, um, do you know how we were filming upstairs in that room where we were where, computer rooms where we flipped so the, the table, table yeah, yeah. At, at the end of because we walked up those stairs so much the top of the stairs was so weak I felt like the next person that was going to step through was going to step through it I, was yeah. like, I, I actually don't believe, can't believe we actually shot in there but we did it although that would be an amazing PR thing if someone oh, died well. on the shoot <laughs> well I wasn't when because I, when I climbed down the cellar <laughs> climbing out of the cellar the um so I had the, the door just like fell down and <laughs> yes <up>. fuck <laughs> holy shit <laughs> Yes, that was funny. What building was this? The Lord Street. It was it Lord Street Lord Hotel, Lord Street Hotel. So what's there yeah. now? It's uh, apartments now. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it's apartments. They actually shot a time lapse of it being smashed down. Oh, like really? A few, yeah, about a couple months after they yeah, well, told me they were going to knock it down, yeah. so I was like, yeah, I'll go there and film it. But I did a pretty shit time lapse, but it's still recorded. Yeah, <sighs> that's awesome. Still captured on video. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, but I've done like. I think I haven't even kept count, but I've done like 30 or 40 music videos in, in the little career that I've had. But it's only recently now That's that really good, I've man. found a really good team to work together because it used to, it used to be like, you know, like I've got 500 bucks, can you shoot me a music video? So you'll be everyone. You'll be the person that shoots it, the person that edits it and all that kind of stuff. And it's only until now we, I've actually... Um, found a couple of people um, that I work with and we work with really well and we, we just have a passion for it um, the other guy that I work with Dion and Dan they both work in the film industry but together we make good things together so mm -hmm. um, we, we don't make money off it we just want to make good vision yeah I'm pretty it's, sure Dion was there for our shoot yeah helping out yeah. he was lighting um, yes yeah. I think yeah we had to hold up a black big black sheet as well mm -hmm. kind of like these curtains because mm -hmm. um, we wanted the, the dancer to basically have nothing behind it just mm -hmm. like black we've got yeah. black curtains now so you don't have to do that anymore <laughs> <laughs> I think we had a, Not this a time. smoke machine as well yeah yeah and, yeah uh, we just did a whole pile of takes in, at a high frame rate that was slowed down mm -hmm. um, and it was really cool um, Steve uh, edited it at CIA I think uh huh so we, we walked into the edit, which is really cool. But beautiful building that's gone now. That's gone? Well, it's not gone. It's not, it's it's just not, CIA. not CIA anymore. Oh, what yeah. a shame. Yeah. That was really cool walking in because we, I think it was just before In the Pines, we were like road testing our projection setup. Mm -hmm. And Steve really helped us out on that. And we, we had the whole of CIA to play with. So that was awesome. But yeah, it's that's good really to sound something. Well, that's yeah. It's it's sad that a lot of these creative places are kind of disappearing mm. in front of us. But I mean, all good, good things have make, to go sometimes. Make new ones. Yeah, make new ones. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. So we needs will to kind rebuild. Of, yeah, <laughs> one door closes, the other one opens. That's the kind of vision that we had. You know, is that is it's just creating a creative place where people can come in and do what the hell you want. Like it's not about money. Mm. It's about. You know, I always say to anyone that comes in is if I have a white space and nobody's in there, then it's a waste of space because yeah. Yeah. we're not using it properly. We're not we're not using it for what it's for. But yeah. if people come in and they you know they can justify that yeah, yeah. I'm going in, I want to do something, and then come in, go for it. Yeah, it doesn't matter what time because you know you see potential almost everywhere when when there's space. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Exactly. Otherwise, if I wasn't so stupid, I'd just fill a place, place up with printers and yeah, you know, <laughs> I'll be done. But yeah, yeah. Or, or start a hoverboard. I am stupid. <laughs> or hoverboard. <Yeah. laughs> Johnny Mars hoverboard land. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more excited about the hoverboard thing than anything else. Holy shit! <laughs> oh. oh man, I can't wait. Um, but yeah, that was an awesome space and. Um, I think our second... No, the video before that we did at the bakery in the bread box, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the side room. And that was a fucking amazing room because of the concrete floor had this, like, refraction and uh-huh. shine. And it's the like polished concrete they had. Yeah. I think oh, you had. actually helped with a dolly Oh, yeah, pulling the dolly along. Yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> it wasn't actually a dolly. i got very steady hands if you had me a cameraman. Very All right. Steady. All right. We'll keep you in mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't actually a real dolly. It was a trolley. Trolley. Trolley dolly. Yeah. A trolley, trolley dolly. dolly. Yeah. Trolley that was pulled on a bit of string. Yeah. But it worked, man. It, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's amazing when you see people just, like... MacGyver stuff you well, know, that's, that's a lot about film is, is MacGyvering stuff because you don't I mean you can't exactly afford you know like uh, well you don't always have everything that you need but sometimes yeah. an office chair is just as good as a tracking vehicle yeah. as you know yeah. like yeah. as a, as a real thing but yeah. as long as it's fucking smooth like you know and it works well and uh, nobody's complaining and then you've, mm. you're doing something productive yeah yeah I think Luke got mad because we left um, talcum powder everywhere. <laughs> is this Renati? No, no, no. Luke, uh, Luke, the, the sound guy at the bakery. Okay. Luke Gray. Okay. Who works for CCA, I think. Um, but we basically tried to have... Because we had these, like, spotlights, uh, park hands, you know, with white light, and we wanted to have... The dusty... Dust yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we were, like, slapping talcum powder and like clapping our hands to puff it up but we forgot like we didn't really clean up the talcum powder 100% so yeah. he was like well, welcome, welcome to my studio <laughs> welcome yeah. to my studio where yeah. people have great ideas but they forget to clean up yeah I did, I did a bit of a sweep oh yeah, yeah. like one line but the funny thing from the perspective I took a photo and from the perspective it actually looked like a line of coke <laughs> mind you, it was like a, like a metre long line of talcum powder fuck yeah from the perspective of the camera looked like a small line of coke <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I think Luke was complaining that he was trying to load out the next day and he was slipping everywhere. <laughs> Damn, I'm sorry. Yeah, uh, but there, there you go. There's another relic. There's another place that's that's closed down. But yeah, bakery. I'm over it now. But at the time, it was a bit sad. But you know, like you said, new places will open up. But I'm still yet to see a place like that. Well, I mean, yeah. it's all about the 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 government, like actually just having a place and actually just supporting it all the way mm, instead yeah. of just like yeah uh, mm. which yeah it, it kind of happens and it doesn't happen you know and it, it, you know it's not really up to someone independent to go hey you know we, yeah. we want to create something like this mm. Mm. well it feels kind of like a, a double thing where you need the people with the willingness to provide the space as well as the people with the demand that need the space yeah well, and, you know, like if you can kind of kind of show that that stuff needs is like worth sort of an investment and you say that to the government and say look people need this people are willing to do yeah, this but you have to jump through hoops to actually get it like get it yeah, through yeah. I think like I mean and then and then just just as, as as much as that they can make it happen you're also a liability so if you're not actually uh, you know getting the results or making them yeah. money or the reputation or I don't know I, I can't exactly it. Yeah. understand it but I mean I think it's basically that and then they go well we can't we're, we're in deficit so we've yeah. got to fuck it this place off it like, numbers you know. at the end of the day yeah. and at the yeah at any point they can pull the plug 
which is yeah kind of a double edged sword it's like you you need them but at the same time they can take it away at yeah. any time but I think it's, it's you know if someone actually stands up and go hey like yeah let's do this without them and mm. and the government can support that and all that kind of stuff and yeah. I think that'd be great because there was a bit of a like an epidemic I wouldn't say epidemic but there was a period where multiple venues were closing at the same time, like around about the same time within the year. Mm. And they even called that meeting where a whole pile of promoters got together at the bakery yeah, to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. so many of these venues but, closing. But, but I think it was just, I don't know. It's, it's a t- it's a time. It always happens. I've, I mean, I've, this it's is typical, like, right? I w- yeah, yeah, I would say this is the second or third wave I've seen in the position I've I've been in. Uh, working with the event industry and music industry is the, is the second or third time that's actually kind of gone. We get to our top, we have all these places, and then phew, it's all disappe- or, or disappears. I mean, you see all these bars that kind of open, they get really popular, and after a couple of years, it's not viable anymore. It's yeah. hard to mm-hmm. keep people coming, you know, mm-hmm. unless you do. Yeah. And I see this with all the time. I think it's almost happening again. Yeah. At the moment. Yeah, yeah, because there's a few venues that we've been talking about that have just you, you see them, you see them like on the gig listing, and then now they're not there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. they they disappear, and mm. uh, it's hard to keep that up. I think. Mm. Yeah, but I think at, at the same time, you still like we're saying, you know, one thing closes, another thing opens, opens or to open up. Yeah. So you do see some venues that are, like are trying to get things up. Yeah. But a lot, of, like a lot of things, you find out with newer venues opening is. They start off with like for proper live music, and then when they start doing that, once they've started getting a bit of a name, then they start filtering out the live music and making it more into yeah. a club type thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, I can think of a few places that are kind of doing that at the moment. I'm not interested to see where they're going. But yeah. I mean, um, Tetsu is an interesting place. Have you been there? No. no, I haven't checked it out yet. We've heard a lot about it, but haven't been yeah, yeah, we, we, we were going to go to the opening, but I don't, I don't think I had time. I think but I'd be very interested to see what direction they go yeah. in their venue, and they've mm. actually put a lot of money and effort in. So that's the old mint? mint? The or Ginger Nightclub. Ginger, sorry, fuck. Yeah, Not old mint, Ginger yeah. Nightclub. Yeah, they mint. did quite a bit of work to get it to look what it is now, and they're kind of theming it, but how long that's going to keep going is going to be yeah. very interesting yeah so that's a live music place live music and also kind of dance music as well they're kind of hitting both mm. of those things so wow, why haven't we gone there yet because oh. you, you find a, a lot of things like crowds seem to be attracted to opening nights or closing yeah, nights yeah and, and keeping and that it, consistency yeah. throughout in, in the middle that, that's what um I mean, I've, I've been speaking to a person that's been is interested in opening a small bar right now, and yeah. I'm going, well, you know, how long do you want to do it for? A couple of years or forever? And he said forever. I was like, well, how are you going to keep that up? Yeah. <laughs> Basically, yeah. I mean, mm. um, it's hard. It's it's hard to be iconic and go. Keep yeah. on, uh, yeah. It's hard to even name a place that's kind of like that. Yeah. Do you think it's like also the population? I know Perth is growing a bit, but there's just not enough crowd. Oh, to, definitely to go around. Definitely. Like, I mean, you you got enough people that want to open these places and and keep it consistent, but then you don't have enough people to actually fill the fill the venue. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah, all you need is like a couple of decent gigs around the place, and you, you you've already like fragmented the crowd. Well, know, all so. it takes is one rainy day, and everyone wants to stay home, and everyone's <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Basically, exactly. Yeah. yeah. 
Oh man, I've bailed on so many fucking gigs because of rain. Because of rain and the yeah. fact that I have to drive it's like forty-five cold. minutes yeah. to, to get nah. there and I can't drink. That's why I love living where I am. So I don't really have an excuse, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you're right at the. Oh wait, no, you don't live there. I just thought you lived at the studio, but you don't. Maybe. <laughs> oh, all right, we'll, we'll keep that on the wraps. Maybe there's that big train line at the front mm-hmm. of your studio. Yeah, Uber's very convenient as well. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen any. Gig listing for Tetsuo. Anyway, uh, they've done they've done a few things. They did in Hearts Wake in the opening week, I think, okay. and they've done other things. But they're trying to do. Yeah, I'm not sure. I think they're just trying to form and and they create an identity. A bit. Yeah, yeah, they create pretty interest, interesting events and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, so they go. Didn't Make Way for Man play there? I Sean? think yeah, on the, that opening weekend on that opening night. Oh, was that yeah. so? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, damn. Let's hit it up. Mm. This weekend, but yeah. you, you find it like because I suppose the, the big problem with Perth being so small is because the venues are so close to each other. Where if, if there's a number of venues having gigs on all the night on the same night, mm. like you're saying, you know, the crowd gets fragmented, and yeah. you know, like one venue won't get the good like every venue get a kind of a good turnout. Yeah, you might get one venue that gets the best turnout. Best turnout, yeah. But because there's so many, if you know, when there's gigs on on the same night. Yeah, and I always go out with these fucking plans of, oh, I'll hit that up and then I'll leave at nine and I'll hit that up and it never fucking nah, happens. Not yeah. me, not me, <laughs> mate. I'm eating a kebab no. at midnight and yeah, I haven't yeah. left and I haven't gone anywhere. Yeah. Tell me where I'm going to go tonight. I'm staying there and I'm drinking forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not moving around, mate. Yeah. yeah. I just can't, like... Uh... But I think it's yeah. kind of like the mentality here as well where, you know, we're quite comfortable just being with our friends and, and we're not really... There's a huge yeah. group that are very explorative and they want to see more music yep. and see more venues and all that mm. kind of stuff. But there's a lot of people that are really kosher with just being with the right people and, and drinking mm. and, you know, whether if it's out or at home or yeah. whatever. I know. find myself and saying that to you. Like, if, 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 if there's no space to just have a conversation, I don't want to go there. Oh, like, that, that, especially, mm. like, closed venues where you have to be in there and you can't hear anything. You can't hear anything. Yeah. I, that's, that's my thing about being 34 and not going out anymore because I can't hear shit. I can't, <laughs> can't talk to you I just have to look at you in the eye in some crazy way to like, suggest yeah, that we're going to get another drink not, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I hate uh, that yeah. I people can't really just, like yelling into your ear throughout the whole set I think it's maybe it's the old thing because used to when you were younger you were, you'd be able to kind of go you, you will have yeah uh, able to have a conversation but you know these yeah. days I can't be bothered no I can't you have to like lip read and yeah kind of nah, I don't yeah, do that I yeah. just don't talk I just keep drinking <laughs> <laughs> pretend I'm interested yeah I'm vaping I'm, I'm, yeah he's vaping yeah I've been getting onto this now what, what flavour ju- is that what juice is that uh, this is oh, what's it called it's from what's it taste like uh, it's strawberry hun- honeydew ice cream with strawberry why is it always fucking sweet they're always I, sweet. No, well, I've got a sweet tooth. So oh, right, yeah. No, but, like, even, like, when I go to order or have a look at the selection... What do you want? Sweet. What do you want? Like, pork flavour? <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> fried rice? Fried yeah. rice? <laughs> Come on, vaping companies, listen up. We need fried rice vape. <laughs> Roast up. Uh, with, with egg or no egg? Oh, shit. Uh, how about <laughs> shrimp? How about the shrimp? you got to have the egg. How about the shrimp? Because it's no shrimp for me, mate. Oh, you don't like... Yeah, yeah, they're in my way, person. mate. Get Get me the rice and the egg. I don't want fucking shrimp in there. Yeah, I like simple fried rice. <laughs> simple fried rice. And I don't like... I like the... 
maybe you can correct me on this. I don't like the dark brown fried rice. I like the pale. Fried oh right, yeah, I'm a dark brown fried oh, rice. Oh, you It's a okay. soy. Yeah, it's yeah. a soy. It's what my dad cooks. So if it's not that color, I just think it's shit. Oh okay, <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. Oh, yeah. I, like I think it's. A, I think it's a, also a, a different culture thing because um, probably. Yeah, I think it's like a Hong Kong thing that you have heaps of soy in your rice, and yeah. I've seen a lot of Malaysian and Singaporean. They always cook with like more egg and it's white than pale. It's white. Than, yeah, it's yeah. white. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's true. And um, what else? Like, oh, I love how we're just diverting Talking about all fried over. rice. <laughs> fried rice just came up, but well, um, uh, suckling pig. Are you a fan of suckling pig? Ah, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, I am, but because that's really Hong Kong, right? Uh, Hong Kong. I uh, know. Well, I actually found it's like a massive thing in Philippines as well. Okay. The suckling pig and so for people who don't know, it's. Basically a baby pig. Baby pig. Right? Yeah. Very, very Sorry, the vegetarians crispy and crackling. Yeah. They always look quite happy, actually, yes. I, th- I find. Yeah. They're just in there and I have love some sort of smile. I was like, yeah, an actual, yeah. like a whole little pig. Yeah, a whole little pig. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. a suckling pig, yeah. yeah. Fuck yeah. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, vegans. But um, I, I like getting the, the spoon and tapping. And if you hear the... Yeah, it's crispy, crispy, yeah. 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 And and not, like, kind of room temperature? Yes. Perfect. Yeah. Holy shit, I'm hungry. Come on. (laughs) Hoverboards and suckling pig at my house straight (laughs) after this. Oh, my God. I found out a while back that when I was younger, I used to eat lamb's brain. Mm -hmm. My parents used to feed me lamb's brain. Mm-hmm. And I look at it now in the shops, and there's no way in hell that I could eat lamb's brain. I find it interesting, but it's out of all the things that you can eat. How about chicken's feet? No, I don't think I like chicken's feet. Have you eaten chicken's feet? Uh, I've tried it. I just don't like bones and shit. Yeah, okay. Well, that's the problem. Like my dad, my mum and dad. I, I just find I just yeah. find eating chicken feet is like the ultimate like um, chicken skin, like you know, because I love chicken skin, so yep. you kind of get. That's kind of jelly-like. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of jelly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true. Like another uh, uh, South African-type delicacy is a ox tongue. Ox tongue? Ox tongue, okay. Yeah. Ox okay. tongue, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll eat that. That's not a problem. It's pretty tough, though, from what I heard. Uh, I no, cooked long enough, it's actually quite tender. And oh, it's actually, like yeah. slow-cooked or something? Uh, it's not slow-cooked, it's just cooked long enough to so okay. so, to break down all the properties Does of it. Does it still have the shape of a tongue? Or do they cut no, it? you slice it so it doesn't okay. look like a tongue. Okay, I can okay. deal with that. Yeah. You, you that. buy it looking like a tongue, but then but you, then you, then you cut it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mum used to, like, eat the eyeballs of the fish head. Uh-huh. So it's fish like... Head yeah, curry yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I did he that. Like seafood. He doesn't like seafood. Oh, you no, don't like seafood. No, no, that's not true. I like fish. I'll eat fish and stuff. You just don't like the face of the fish, right? Uh, I guess yeah, it puts me off a little bit, but I'll still yeah. eat it. Traditionally, so like, so you'll cook a whole fish with your family, and my grandmother will go in, and she'll snap off the head, and she'll snap off the tail, and that's hers. Like that's that's it because eating the head is like uh, it's longevity. Okay. So, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, and also the best part of fish also the is cheek. the cheek. Yes, my mum used to fucking rave about that. She'd so, like, oh, yeah, it'd be cheek. like the, the cheek. cheek so good. The first thing is like the cheek is gone, and then it's like, well, I guess I have to eat the eyeball because the cheek's gone. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> That's weird because they. they do you think it's like an economical thing? Like they were they were poor back then, so they had to eat every part of the, the fish. Oh yeah, and and but also discovering that is actually 
not that bad. Not that I mean, bad. I think yeah, the, yeah. the tolerance and is the actually... And the tail is yeah. quite crispy when you fry it as well. You can eat the whole tail like... Yeah, but, I, I, yeah, but as it is, I'm not a bone person, so okay. I'll never right. fucking go through and eat the tail because it's <laughs> just all this shit in my mouth. And, and yeah, Are you a roast pork person? person? Roast pork? Yeah. Yes, I am. But definitely. Yes. Definitely. Oh my goodness. I don't know if you've had it with me. You've probably seen me eating it, though. Roast pork. Yeah, well, like me and Nick used to do the, the roast pork. It's kind of cubed. Well, stuff. not cubed, but rectangular. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we used to love the roast pork. Yeah. yeah. And I love how the top is... Crispy. Crispy, and, and the, the bottom, bottom is, is like the char siu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck, it's salt, yes. salty. Five spices. Oh, yeah. Five spices. That five spice are. taste. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fuck. I remember salting up the pork... Like getting it all bad, you know, about just rubbing all like, the oil and the salt, salt. and everything into it, and yeah. getting it in the oven. And uh, what you, uh, scoring. Scoring it, yeah, 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 yeah scoring it, so well. it's, yeah. yeah. And when it's done, just getting out the cleaver and just chunk, chunk, chunk. Yeah. chunk yeah. Done yeah. Um, put, uh, cook pork crackling in your microwave with paper can towels. You do that? Can, can. Oh. Possible. We did the other night. Actually, we were cooking pork crackling the other night, and I burnt my oven. <laughs> I fucked it Really? Yeah All of a sudden like um, I just put the pork crackling Straight on a tray uh, On the, the metal rack And next thing It was on fire like, Holy shit Just all the oil Dripped to the bottom I was on fucking fire And I was making a whiskey At the time And my friend was just Standing there And we were just staring At this fire And I thought it would be funny If I just threw like Ice cubes I was fucked Threw <laughs> ice cubes Into the fucking oven And it just made it worse And me and my friend I, So I grabbed a fire extinguisher And we stood there For like three minutes Just watching this oven burn But not doing anything But about it. It, 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 it didn't do anything It's yeah. like If this comes out of control We're ready But yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not fucking the oven And then like the next week We decided We made this huge baking weave Yeah And we're like Oh But the oven's not heating up I was like Oh fuck That's right I fucked the oven the other day <laughs> <laughs> Oh you actually managed To fuck the actual oven up. Yeah I burnt it I burnt the oven How do you burn an oven? It's, uh, How do you burn an oven? It's possible It's possible It's possible <laughs> I think the, the last fire that caught The last fire in our oven Was I'd left some pizza boxes In the oven Pizza boxes. Oh, right. So yeah. just to keep yeah. it there. And my parents went. They, my dad put something in the oven, and just didn't think like because they were at the bottom or the top of something. They just saw it, put it in, and <laughs> on, didn't realize that there were cardboard pizza boxes in the oven. Next thing you know, there's fucking flames flying. <laughs> I wonder how good the pizza would taste it off then. Oh yeah. Or like yeah. That, I, I can get that because I always preheat my oven. So if I don't look no, in there, I, just I never it ever preheat my oven. Oh, you don't? No, nah, never ever. If I oh. want if I want pizza, I'll just put it in. It'll be like ten minutes. I don't I don't care about preheating. It's gonna be yeah, ready in ten minutes. I don't always preheat. No, I preheat to speed it up sometimes. Sometimes, but do you I'm know? I'm too lazy. I'm not on the go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because our oven caught fire, we had to get a new <laughs> oven, and I'm still getting used to it. And like the other day, I'd put food in. You know, twenty minutes on that and set up came down 20 minutes later and the sausage roll was still stone cold because it wasn't on the right setting yeah. and we're still sitting there oh, trying to like work out what the right setting is in between yeah. the numbers yeah. where it doesn't actually well, register no, it's got like these weird diagrams yeah 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 yeah. yeah. so it's like what it is no, like, you just like you look for the one where it's like there's a flame there's like flame at the top and there's flame at the bottom and I think that's the one you need yeah the, that explains everything it's like oh it's going to be hot everywhere yeah. okay cool <laughs> <laughs> where do you want the heat uh, top uh, everywhere, and bottom everywhere yep. yeah a little on the side a little on to the left do you know the secret to reheating pizza Frying pan. I, I yes. Who I that? What? Who fucking pan. said this? What? No. Get this. Okay. So okay. you you I'm get listening. a you get a frying pan and you just put it on a really low heat, 
with a little bit of water in the base? Yeah, a little bit of water in the base and or oil if you want, but naturally the there's already oil in the dough. So you just slap on like a couple of slices or have them like whatever you're eating, mm. whatever's left over, and you just put a plate or a top uh-huh. over the top and you just leave it for about 10 minutes. It's kind of more like steaming it. It's steaming it, but the bottom is crispy. Do you like yeah. crispy pizza? Yeah, I fucking love crispy yeah. pizza. Yeah. Thin crispy uh, pepperoni is my favourite. Actually, I'm going to fucking eat that tonight. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but there you go. Uh, frying pan's the best way. Yeah, a, or a little skillet is the best way. Um, microwave's probably the worst because it doesn't Yeah, really it makes it all soggy. And it makes it soggy. You, but you yeah. pick it up and it like falls around your hand <laughs> yeah. and you're like fucking the cheese is falling out. Yeah. Oh, the worst is when you, like, go to bite, like, you know, get a bite, and when you pull it away, the whole top... Everything else comes away. It's like, no, I just wanted that bit of the cheese, not the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Like, we've never had a microwave in our house. Like, I've always gone with an oven. Okay. Our our grandparents had a microwave before we did. When I lived over in Melbourne, we had a microwave. Mm -hmm. But our house at home, we had never had a microwave. You really need one. No, well, I mean, like, as you're saying... How do you feel like, cook, reheat, like, spaghetti bolognese? Why do you have to wait fucking half an hour? Fuck that! <laughs> I want you can do it in now. the pot. You can do it in the pot. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, but that's half an hour. Pot. I know, yeah, it, yeah. Takes, it takes ages, but... Man, people that microwave migoreng should be stabbed. <laughs> I've microwave seen people... Migoreng? I've seen like... people, like, microwave the water. No. And then put the migoreng in, like, the, the hard... No. Yeah, yeah I want to stab them. <laughs> Error. Error or no? The worst is you know how migoreng is supposed to be dry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, when they add water to it and make it a soup. A soup. I've seen people do that, mm. and I want to stab them. Yeah, well, they <laughs> they don't belong. They don't deserve to live. <laughs> to be honest, because yeah, migoreng means fried noodles. Fried noodles. Yeah, but yeah, some people top it up with water to have a soup base. And no, it's like, that's, that's more not like maggi noodles. No thanks. Know, that's a soup base. Yeah, yeah. See, I was gonna say I'm, I'm a maggi noodle person. Don't yeah, me, that's I, that's different. I moved on to the migoreng, but I think I still use the Maggi process. Maggi process. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> you have to drain the noodles. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, throw it in, yeah. 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 What, a, what an informative podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Those three beers hit me like a freight train. But. Great. <laughs> um, all right, so your event is on the 14th of July, and it kicks off at 6.30? Yeah, 6.30, we will... Um, welcome you in from 7 to 9.30 it's actually informative Q&A so mm-hmm. we'll be just going through the filmmakers and just basically letting them have a talk about their own film mm-hmm. uh, I'll be asking a question indirectly about the music video industry in general uh, from there uh, from 9.30 basically we'll take away all the chairs and basically the I've asked each filmmaker to uh, provide a music video they've worked on and also a music video that inspires them and um, it's just an open forum so if I'm just standing next to you then uh, you're watching the video that I chose which is uh, Coming to My World by Kylie Minogue yeah and then, that's a really good video actually uh, which that's a video that inspired me to want to create concept music mm-hmm. videos in the first place and you know you come to me and you go how the fuck did they make that and it's just an open conversation where we can just talk about uh, talk about music videos openly while we're having drinks and, and there's no pressure. It's that's just really cool. Yeah. yeah. I think um, I think he was saying to me outside about the whole communication thing. That's that, I think that's key to any community. Yeah, bring well bring people because a lot of mm. times we make this stuff we don't 
talk about it. Don't talk I think about it's like, oh, yeah. well, that was really good what you did, mm-hmm. but we don't really delve into a bit further on how we do it. So that's yeah, and then there's not a lot of like. Well, there is, but there could be a lot more cross-pollination between other people because, like, even you said, like, Perth is so small, yet everyone's kind of competing over the same breadcrumb. Yeah. Where it that should be, like, everyone should be growing this industry Exactly. Together, so, in, yeah, it's know. not meant to be... Being creative isn't about, you know, trying to be better than each other. It's actually trying to help each other to mm. all be good, you know? we, mm-hmm. you know, And we shouldn't be criticising people... For the sake of being, you know, being critical, we should be going. Well, you did this. Why would you do this? How, you know, like all that yeah. kind of stuff, and discussing it and making it better for next time, not kind of going, oh, he's a dickhead because he did that, you know. And that's yeah, what, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what's wrong with a lot of like world in general, really. Yeah, the the, the tall poppy kind of competitive. Yeah, like, yeah it's not competitive. We should be mm. talking, making it together, and yeah, exactly. Yeah. Learning, 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 and it's learning not as if like he's got yeah. the best music video. It's like, well, he's got the best music video. How are we all together going to make a better one next time yeah that's more inspirational yeah. than going you know I and that, that usually guy. starts with dialogue yeah you know, communication between everyone together because even with the music industry it's weird because sometimes you rock up at a gig that you're playing and then there's a, a disconnect because people feel like they're in competition with the band before or after yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like oh, fuck all that just fucking go and give them a hug like yeah yeah get, like seriously <laughs> get well, you should be supporting each other exactly just, like, yeah rest on each other's shoulders like it's a big battleground we should kind of like unite instead of being like oh fuck that guy why oh because he's doing well yeah he's doing well well you know he's a shit musician why is he even playing it's like no well he's not that good but maybe we can work together and discuss and see see how we can make him better than going yeah just Mm. discarding him and hating him for no reason really exactly yeah Johnny, man, thanks for coming. Oh, that was you. awesome. Thanks for having us in. Chat. Thanks for the beers. Yeah, yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, on the 14th of July, hit up Johnny Ma's studio. It's at uh, 305 Railway Parade in Maylands, mm-hmm. just near the um, actual so railway. Make sure you register because I don't have a massive place, but you're more than welcome to come. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, you have to register to kind of... Um, uh, secure your spot, but that—that's really. Did you just open invite everyone? All, of our, all of our listeners just open invite. Everyone, all oh, five, <laughs> five <laughs> listeners are going to come. Hold to up, your... guys! Hold up! Hold up! <laughs> um, that's awesome. Hey, come back again, and we'll uh, have another chat, man. Yeah, this is fucking fun. Mm. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. Um, and shout out to the Hen House. This is your first time here. Uh, second time, actually. Second time yeah, here. I've been here awesome. for. Um, the September Sun Boys were here. Oh, uh, cool. I was talking to them about their music video, so that's the first time I've been here. Fuck yeah. I like um, this place, actually. It's beautiful. I yeah, love what really um, cool. Rob's doing. And yeah. I love his ideas as well. It's really Definitely. inspirational. He's another guy trying to build a community, so that's that's amazing. Yeah. It was actually, because I walked in the other day, there was a music video that was being filmed yeah. in here. They were playing basketball. And yeah, playing about smoke machines and troubles. <laughs> and I sort of opened up the door and went, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. back way. <laughs> Stuff is happening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and also shout out to the Hip Flask app and Giglist. Yep, giglist.com.au, gigs in the list, ladies and gentlemen. And um, you can check out every other episode on missionctrl.com.au. 
Yeah. Plugs. Plugs. <laughs> and I think that's it. Do you have a, do you have a website? Uh, just go to Johnny Mars Studios Facebook page. I'd love to see you there. And it'd be really cool if you just see all the content that we're actually creating out of there and um, yeah. all the filmmakers that are coming through and, and working really hard for fuck all to create beautiful content for everyone. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, man. we'll, we'll yeah. put a link on the, the page as well. Hell yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love people like you that are doing it for the passion and not really trying to... Well, the business is. I wouldn't mind some money. Some money would be that's good. later. Some money later. for some. You have to eat at some point. Yeah. Just pay my mortgage. That's all. Yeah, exactly. And buy Johnny Mars hoverboards, please. <laughs> Help him out. No. <laughs> buy the hoverboards and die. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. Good. Cheers, Johnny. See ya. The Mission Control Podcast, brought to you by Hip Flask, the socially networked gig guide made locally. Available on the App Store or Google Play, free of charge. Go to hipflaskapp.com.